The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 101. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Don't say that to a pilot. No, I, I should not. <laughs> I'll be certain not to. I can tell you how many times I've gotten that joke. <laughs> today, we are discussing the 14th episode of Season 5, 48 Hours. Teal'c gets trapped in the memory cache of the Stargate after killing Tanith by downing his Akesh. The team race against time to find a way to get him out before he is wiped from the memory. We get to see more of Colonel Simmons' shenanigans and the results of the NID's capturing of a gold. Daniel goes to Russia to negotiate for their use of the DHD to help rescue Teal'c, and we get introduced to Rodney McKay, a character that I'm sure is just a one-off and isn't going to show up later. <laughs> <laughs> and he's already my favorite character. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking forward to Atlantis now because. I know he's a main on that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Well, you know, I, Christopher Judge should get uh, should have gotten an Emmy for his acting. <laughs> okay, no, he didn't do anything in this. <laughs> Christopher Judge was not in this at all. Tilk was not in this at all. It was a Tilk episode, though. <laughs> yeah, he, he was in the Stargate basically yeah. 90% of the episode. Uh, this felt more like a TNG, <laughs> oh, no, the transporters are screwed up, and so we need to fix it episode oh because oh wait it was it literally <laughs> yeah, was yeah. i mean even the technology are talking about how the pattern is stored in the buffer is like this is right out of star trek next generation so this yeah. is one episode that it's just kind of like okay it advances storyline it has it has mayborn who's i love that scene <laughs> you rat bastard you know yeah. and oh and simmons gets arrested the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that scene with Mayborn kind of made the whole episode. Yes, yeah. it did. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> what about you, Lisa? I'm going to go opposite of Father Corey. I like this episode a lot. It, you talk about, we talk all the time about how the characters don't have enough to do. And you think about it, besides Teal, because he was missing, but he did get to kill Tana. So, yay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got his revenge. But the other three all had not just something to do. They kind of had their own storylines. They were separate from each other. And they all got to do something that was um, within their wheelhouse, right? You mm-hmm. Carter got to do all the geeky, I'm the smartest person in the room, except for now McKay thinks he is. And I, that I, I loved. And then you have Daniel, who gets to go with Major Davis, negotiate with the Russians. And then you know, Major Davis is like doing the whole, no, 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 we have no intention of honoring any of this. And, you know, Daniel's over there like, <laughs> I can't believe it, you know. And then um, Jack and, 
oh my gosh, my brain just went... Mayborn? Mayborn, yeah. (laughs) I mean, them running around saving the day. So I like it. There's a lot going on. I'd forgotten that there were so many plots at one time. Um, And yeah, I mean, sure, it's a... I mean, we all know it's, I mean, a a Star Trek thing. But I'm actually surprised I got all the way to season five before they, you know, kind of threw this in there because it's too obvious a plot device to not use mm-hmm. at least once. And I think this is the only time we use it. So um, I like it. You don't get bored. That's for sure. Cause there's just like constant <laughs> something. I mean, and how often does general Hammond get blackmailed in his office? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But is able to turn the tables on him. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> don't mess with Texas. That's right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Victor? No, I think I'm I'm more in agreement with with Lisa on this one. It's just kind of like three of my favorite episodes rolled up into one. Um, I do I do like how we get you know the political intrigue, you know, with with the with the Russians, which there's so many good scenes in that that could have just been so boring. But but Daniel and Colonel Chekhov and and Major Davis, just the three of them, kind of playing off each other, really works. We get probably peak Jack Mayborn action here. You know, it's always a delight when when Mayborn and his little, you know, cardigan or whatever is using the computer. That just delights me so much. Like, just like it's like, oh, he's like your dad just using the computer and like, and uh, see like Hunt and Pecker, yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, Sam gets, and then of course we 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 beat McKay. He's not Rodney McKay yet, but we get to meet McKay, and it's just amazing. And we can we can tick through some of them just how much of this character David Hewitt, like, I I mean, obviously he didn't, you know, he thought he was probably doing a one-off, but how much he nailed, mm-hmm. like, and how much carries over to Atlantis, you know, the whole citrus thing, the whole, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it, just his feelings for for Carter, you know, uh, as well. And and so how much of this, which finally get resolved in a very good um, episode of, of Atlantis, uh, I think it's called like Trio or something, I forget what it's called, but I'll look it up, but yeah, so just amazing, like how much of the groundwork they laid there. And so you know, Sam gets to gets to push back on him, um, and be, and be right, but they're both right. Um, and then you know, Hammond gets gets to shine. Walter gets something to do. Siler gets something to do. <laughs> and again, it is a Teal'c episode. The Teal'c isn't isn't in. You know, I don't know. They could have at least I don't know had Teal'c's voice coming from the Stargate, or maybe like like he could have been the personality of the Stargate from now on. He's like. Oh, where are you guys going? Can I? Oh, that's right. I can't come with you. Oh, but yeah. you're going through me. Bye. Or something. I don't know. I just thought of that. It would be kind of cool. They could have done the, uh, yeah. speaking of TNG, they could have done the thing when um, Barkley gets stuck in the transporter and like the weird, like, oh, worm the things are coming yeah. at him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Having had get developed Stargate phobia or something. Yeah. Teal cast the plexing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because that's actually like an EMDR method now. Oh, did they get the idea from the we, show or did the show get the idea from So when I, I don't know, but I just now associated that. I know this is a total yeah. tangent, but when I was at the, uh, at the rehab, they had this thing where you could do like, to, to like calm yourself down. Yeah. And now I'm just now remember that. So there we go. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it must work. Any, yeah. Anyways, Teal has like, the wharf problem of it's hard to integrate him into a story that isn't about honor and revenge. 
<laughs> so I I do hope we see him branch out more later on, but it's he, he's hard to tie in. I feel like yeah. they get him trapped in a VR video game later. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Interesting. That's, yeah, I don't know if that's better. It's not. Uh-uh. <laughs> Just imagining a lawnmower. Speaking of recycled yeah. TNG plots, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like this episode a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was very action-packed, very dense. You had a lot of things going on. Um, I'm not a big fan of the explanation of how the Stargate works because it essentially just turns it into a transporter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's what it literally is. It's You walk through the, the event horizon and it breaks you down and sends you as data like a transporter does. And then the other end reassembles you just like a transporter does. And <laughs> It's a transporter, just yeah. a stand, that you walk through wormhole. instead of stand on. Yeah, well, because yeah, a wormhole yeah, the, connects two points in space. This just sends you, I guess. It's like through a the subspace. Wormhole. Yeah, maybe it uses quantum entanglement or something like yeah. that. That's going to be my head cannon. It's no. it's part of what we see, and this is was written by Robert C. Cooper, and he really goes into like the you know the mechanics of the Stargate and the ancients and stuff, and the, and the mythos of the show on his episodes. And it's kind of, we do see a progressive kind of demystification of the Stargate. Like in the first Mm -hmm. few seasons, it's like, this is like built by some super advanced race. And, you know, they, they, you know, we don't know how it works and it just transports you. And it's like, we're in way over our heads. And then like by Atlantis, they're like, the ancients are just like, you know, scientists who, you know, were very advanced, but, you know, made mistakes in their labs and humans can figure out, you know, how their technology works and stuff and read their, you know, they they kind of demystify the ancients and the, mm. and the Stargate technology. And this is kind of, I don't know if it's the starting point of that, but it's, it's a, you know, point along that progression. Mm-hmm. Well, you have the, uh, you have, you know, Rodney McKay saying about 400 different error codes and you only listen to like 200 of them. And it's like, okay, so. <laughs> They now they know she knows that the Stargate does communicate back and has an error channel, you know, that can communicate on and things like that. It's like that. And that's so different than kind of the original explanation was basically the DHD uses a camera to show what symbol is on the Chevron and it spins it like a, you know, with a wheel. Yeah. You know, it was so much more simpler originally the way they kind of explained how the DHD worked the dialing and now all of a yeah. sudden it's actually is communicating with the Stargate and sending messages back and forth. And it's like, okay. So Sam is just doing what every single developer does when they're working in an IDE, you run your program and you get all those errors and you're like, as long as it actually works, I'm not going to worry about <laughs> yeah. those. <for> yeah. <laughs> as long as it compiles. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you love when McKay said, I'm actually more shocked that you, saw the error and, and aborted the process because usually you just override everything and just keep going You're and like, sam trots <laughs> out her just following orders yeah again. Like, no, I, I, will say, I, I will give her i will give her patience you know give, give her credit for her patience that she didn't either one knock him on his butt yeah. or two pull out a gun and just shoot him yeah <laughs> at least it's, knock him on his butt yeah i was especially she had it coming yeah Especially in the dining room. Oh I can't believe I always get so get so attracted to blonde, hot blondes dumb, that are so dumb, dumb blondes. Dumb blondes. Yeah. Dumb blondes. Yeah. Dumb blondes. Go, go suck a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he. And then when she gets mad at him, he's like, "You're just so that's so sexy." Yeah. Oh my God, my yeah. <laughs> like who wrote that? 
some weird psychology going on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He just does it so well that like, yes. it's still, you know, he still hasn't, he's, he hasn't become irredeemable at that but, point, you know, but the, 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 of course the interesting part is this is right after he sees on the board that the chicken is lemon chicken yeah. and asked it has lemons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny watching this again, knowing McKay, yeah. you know, later, I'd forgotten how infuriating and obnoxious he was. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I mean, you remember that he was, but yeah. now I'm watching it and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how are they going to, how are we going to go from here to Atlantis and have him where everybody loves him? You know what I mean? It's, yep. it's so crazy. But on the flip side, a lot of the obnoxious things he said weren't actually wrong. <laughs> no, he's that's the thing about McKay yeah. is, he's, is he's is he's usually right, you know, or, he's got or he's, that, yeah, he's got that engineer thing of uh, no social skills, <laughs> but uh, so he's just very yeah. blunt and it just comes across as obnoxious. He just says <laughs> what he's thinking <laughs> and he can't imagine someone else might be righter than him. Yep. Yeah. And um, and as we learned you know, last week in our discussion with Joseph Malazzi that he wasn't even, you know, an originally intended to be on Atlantis. He was a, a late addition. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm very glad that we got uh, five more seasons of him. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. he show up anymore in uh, SG one? He has one more episode. Yeah, I think. Oh, cool. Nice. Speaking of people who don't show up, it was, they had a very anticlimactic end to Tanith. He gets killed in the cold. Yeah. Open, yeah. And like, yeah. And I just assumed that it was a fake death, but, at least what I've seen online, that's no, the end of it. That's it. That was it. Yeah, that was the most most uh, anticlimactic death of a gold. Yeah. Right. I read something about that online that Malazzi was talking about, and he said that they they wanted him to come back and have like a fight to the death with Teal'c and be you know killed in that way, but they couldn't come to an agreement with the actor like over mm. terms. And I'm like, it must have been really bad if we're just like that. Nah, we're just gonna. I mean, you realize you that wasn't even like blow felt or something. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. even new footage. Yeah, it's it just yeah. it just <laughs> didn't, like sitting in the ship. It's like, yeah, I just seen for that one second. Yeah, and he's yeah. not he's credited a, in the episode. Like, yeah, I'm he's, like, he's, he's footage of him just like standing there and like stuck it onto the ship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm in this episode too. Yeah, so they could have uh, they could have just had him change hosts and bring bring him back as as another body. Like, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't really a great character to begin no. with. No, it's no, he, got, he had he had the he had the the smug expression down pat, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah, he he was no. Uh, well, some of the other golds were about to meet. Oh, and and Teal'c has his death glider cannon again. You know the one that he tore <laughs> off mm-hmm. the death glider. I'm, I'm wondering now does he does he just take that with him on away missions? Yeah. Like, or does he just rip one off of every death glider like he comes across, like when he's well, on yeah. the planet? And when he came them. back through the gate, he's all like, here you go. I mean, yeah. like they're just like, oh, okay. That's normal. Yeah, they had the one airman whose job was just to stand there and grab it Collect from him. He's <laughs> like, oh, no, he's coming back with another death glider cannon again. These things are so heavy. The stock room's just full of these things. <laughs> we get it. You can no, carry No, in my, my head cannon, he just goes with it now. He just, you know, just we, we don't always see it. But he's like, no, this this mission, I need it. <laughs> We're delivering medical supplies. It's like no. I need it. <laughs> so he has like a bag of holding or something that he sticks yeah. it in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's fun to see the Russians again. Um, I like the kind of 
international politics angle that they're bringing into the show because now mm-hmm. they have a Stargate and all that stuff that's going on. Um, and I was expecting we'd see the Marina Sirtis character again because it seemed like there was something nope, no. they were going to develop, mm-hmm. but I guess not. We do get no. Colonel Chekhov. Uh, is he named in this yeah. episode? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. he is. Okay. He wasn't in the last episode, but yeah, him and Major Davis, because they're playing like, you know, the East versus West, you know, U.S. versus the Ruskies. And they're doing it yeah. like, like, you haven't disclosed this program. Give us what we want. And in the middle of this, Daniel Jackson, because they've determined that the DHD could help get Teal. But this is like the the prize, the jewel for the Russians. It's something Daniel Jackson just says, like, you know, when the <laughs> negotiations are hitting a fever uh-huh. pitch, Daniel Jackson just throws out there like, like, what will it take for you to give us your DHD? And yeah. it just, how much yeah. will it cost? Yeah. 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 And it just completely like, and Chekhov's like, no, let's discuss this. You know, finally, <laughs> yeah. some, finally somebody yeah. who understands how to negotiate. Yeah. You, you make the big ask and then you, you, yeah. So work yeah. down from there. Yeah. And yeah. Davis is just horrified that he's negotiating at all. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. Davis went in there with no negotiation tactics. It's like, no, we're not, we're not giving anything. We're not going to even acknowledge that we violated our agreement. And this is, yeah, you're just going to give us what we want and that's it. Yeah. There's, there's no negotiation here. And, and the Colonel's like, uh, yeah, yeah, there is. And yeah. We're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Davis didn't know what he was getting when he brought Daniel with him. You know, cause Daniel's <laughs> no, like, wait, no, you're not going to honor the agreement. Wait, what? No, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, that won't uh, turn out poorly in the future. Yeah, I thought we were fighting for the whole of Earth. In fact, I guess we were only fighting for the U.S. You know, good old U.S. of A. Yeah. Yep. So that that is interesting, and that they asked for um, what Russian team, and we get Mm -hmm. a Russian team, and you know that whole international angle coming in, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, we get the Civilian Oversight Committee and Yep Mm -hmm. International Oversight Committee. And so I know currently the Stargate program is secret, but do we ever get disclosure in the future, like to to the whole world, or is that not something we end up seeing? We get an more, episode called Disclosure. Yeah. Oh, there we go. More <laughs> countries not, find out, yeah. but okay. not the public. Yeah. The French, the British, the Russian, and the Chinese, I think, Canadian. are the other. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, and then Canadian eventually teams. The, yeah. yeah, and then eventually with Atlantis, we get like every country just about is represented 26 countries i think they say at yep. some point it's yeah. still still kept secret nice united nations in space <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so mayborn is back uh that that scene <laughs> yeah. I, I almost That's wonder if that was scene. was ad-libbed because it just felt so spontaneous yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. i just want i just want like a buddy cop show with those two <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. O'Neill and Meborn. Yeah, <laughs> Starsky and Hutch in space. I'm one of the few guys who can hack the computer, Jag. Yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. David was it David yeah. or Sean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, it was Butch yeah. Cassidy. Yeah. You know. yes. He definitely looks like the kind of guy who is a fan of that movie. His mm-hmm. kind of cowboy dad outfit he's got going on. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did love Mayborn's clothes in this. It was so it was such a flashback for me. 
and, and yeah. Simmons suit, the the gray with the dark burgundy tie and matching shirt, and it just it, it just yeah. all the things about the early two thousands, which mm-hmm. fashion wise is very back now. Mm-hmm. Is it really like the over vintage the, the suits that are too big and? Well, I don't know about for men, but at least for the women, a lot of those the early two thousands are back. So, <laughs> wish I'd kept my clothes. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah been wearing the same thing for like 20 years so <laughs> so just yeah. keep it as, as I come wear, back. you know yeah yeah <laughs> collar you know What's your never goes out of style or <laughs> never was in yeah. style <laughs> yeah. i mean I've, I've been wearing t-shirt and jeans you know for my casual wear since i was like three <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i think if you go like 500 years in the future people still wear t-shirts and jeans Pretty much. Yeah. It's just yeah. whatever you print on the t-shirt. They'll have LC- like- L- LCD t-shirts that ch- you, you can change the oh, flexible screens. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. With AI generated art on it. I yep. predict that Sansa belt uh, polyester pants will be making a, a comeback. Oh. The Sansa belts. Did, did, did you stock up on them when they were I, on yeah, sale? How many do you I have? <laughs> 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 that I'll sell for $35 a pair. Um <laughs> <laughs> three gross no it's uh and we get a ghoul in this episode too we do yeah and, and and probably the again the most incompetent guards um yes. that we've ever seen i didn't even real. like yeah they're I hiding even, behind I, the bars of the jail <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and they see the zat come from the doorway and the guy like looks to like where the zat went yeah. that's where it yeah. came from <laughs> where did it go george where did it go yeah. I do have to say, I've been to Minot, North Dakota. I've been to Minot Air Force Base. I've actually oh, wow. flown into Minot Air Force Base yeah. with space available flights in the Air Force. There are no houses that look like that. That does not look like <laughs> Minot, North Dakota. I've been there. It's flat. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely, everything looks like Vancouver. I know. Yeah. yeah. And you aren't going to find a mansion like that in Minot, I can guarantee you. <laughs> Yeah, it's, this really shows the incompetence of the NID, and I feel like there's there's got to be some sort of fallout for Jack for kind of just busting in there and doing that. But I guess Simmons was in the wrong. So, well, yep. did did we get a resolution of where the gold went? Because Simmons got arrested, Jack and well, why don't we say where Mayborn they, went? But Jack left. So where's? Him. I think they locked him back in the cage. Okay. Yeah, but what happened after that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we we find out ultimately. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. But um, I did like the guard. You know, he's like, uh, Paul, check on Joe. Take Peter. That's you know, yeah. Joe Malazzi, yeah. Paul Molly, and Peter DeLuise. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys must have been like private security or something because they're yeah. very incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't the cream of the crop of the NID. Oh uh, no. Well, I mean, they were stuck in there, so. I have a military question. So Simmons mm-hmm. is a colonel. Yep. But he's wearing snazzy suits. Mm-hmm. Why is he not in uniform? Um, because I, maybe John Delancey didn't want to wear a uniform. No, um, <laughs> it's supposed to be a civilian oversight organization, so it would make sense. Okay. Now, those um, one of the accurate things of things like NCIS is 
uh, like special agents for like uh, Office of Special Investigations, the Air Force calls it, or NCIS, they wear civilian uniforms. They don't wear okay. Um, they don't wear military uniforms, at least not on duty. Mm. So, okay. So that's that's not implausible that NID that the military oversight port would be or military in charge of it would be wearing civilian uniform as well or civilian civilian outfits as well. Okay. Is that just kind of a plain clothes kind of idea? You don't mm-hmm. want to draw attention to it? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Okay. That makes sense. Like, like I said, for, for off special investigation, you know, that that's their equivalent of the FBI. And uh, yeah, they, uh, they wear civilian suits. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. secret service. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. True. Thank you. <laughs> so we get to see, uh, they do get their hands on the Russian uh, DHD. They're able to use it to successfully pull Tealk out of the Stargate, but they also blow it up in the process. So yeah, just accidentally, accidentally happened to another really funny thing too. It's like the most valuable <laughs> thing resource on earth. Just about <laughs> and, and, and Colonel Chekhov had that wah, 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 yeah, right. look. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel makes some like silly comment about like. So that happened or something. But <laughs> none of that, that didn't happen in any of the simulations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I love is they're hooking it up. Uh, yeah. Was it Jack's or was it Daniel Siler, that said, yeah. yeah, you should be, in, you shouldn't be in there. And Siler goes, well, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I should be okay here. Yeah. Was it talking to you? Yeah. yeah. It was Jack. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then Carter goes, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter where every, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And Jack's like, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's bad. <laughs> But it was another good, um, you know, Richard Dean Anderson and, and uh, uh, Dan Shea, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, moment. Because, you know, the actor plays Siler has been Richard Dean Anderson's stunt double since, I think, season three of MacGyver, yep. you know, in the late mm-hmm. 80s. And um, so, yeah, so they definitely have a good working relationship, you know. So, Jack's so then is Richard Sam. Dean Anderson Siler's stunt double? Oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Siler does his own stunts. I, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he does his <laughs> I like that but, I called him Sparky. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that that speaks a lot. I mean, you know, Richard Dean Anderson is a class act all the way, but he's given before, you know, uh, Dan Shea, as it was, was his stunt double, his previous stunt double on MacGyver. He actually, you know, he would give them roles in the show. And so in one episode of MacGyver's previous stunt double played, you know, had a small role. And then when, uh, you know, later on, Dan Shea had, had some small roles in MacGyver too. So it was just kind of cool that, you know, giving some, them some screen time as well and some uh, some yeah. lines on camera. Even yeah, though he gets awesome. injured every episode he appears in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of the running gag. Yeah. 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 I love it. <laughs> what is it they refer to? Uh, it's the colonel's name. It goes with uh, Chekhov. Uh, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, who goes oh, no. Uh, oh, uh, Major Davis. Major Davis. Davis. Yeah. Oh, Major, uh, Davis, uh, Major yeah. Disaster. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. every time yeah. he shows up. Something yeah. bad's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His first appearance was uh, in Matter of Time. I think. Oh yeah. The wormhole oh, yeah. episode. Yep. Or and the, the black hole episode. Foothold one. Yep. So the whole thing with the DHD has got me thinking. Like, pretty much every planet they go to has a DHD. Could they not take like a computer with them? Use that to spin up the Stargate so they can go back home and then just take the DHD with them. In theory. <laughs> Steal. Yeah. You're talking about stealing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they steal Stargates later on. That's I mean, yeah. They they steal a lot of Stargates. That would be the later worst on. thing they've done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they could. I mean, they obviously yeah. they could they could do that. You know, leave a leave a little laptop there to run the, the Stargate. You know, once once <laughs> they get it figured pie. out, it's, it probably doesn't yeah. take that much processing. But yeah, <laughs> what's this little box hooked up to the Stargate? And then just strand whatever band of nomads have been using that planet for like wintering. You know, because yeah. it was slightly yeah. warmer than their other planets, and so. Yeah, they get there. To, to be fair, the when they do, to get home. Oh, to, to be fair, when they do start grabbing stargates, they're always abandoned planets. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, you know, uninhabitable well, planets there. and stuff. You could yeah. you yeah. could steal it from like the ones where the stargates in the museum and they don't know it actually works and what it is. Steal oh, the the, the, yeah. the one where they show up in the middle of the, yeah. the tour. Yeah, yeah. so steal, yeah. <laughs> steal it from that planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could take just leave a plastic ones. one. Yep. Yeah, they don't need it anymore. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Missed an opportunity there. <laughs> yeah. I've just always wanted to push that big red button. It just looks fun to push. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was, wasn't there like a Price is Right game or something where they had like a big red like foam button that you had to hit? Like, I don't know. It's, I remember that from There's Press Your Lock. Yeah, maybe that was it. Or, but it wasn't or, like that. I mean, it was just like a little plunger. Or Matterhorn. Or, I don't know what it was, but... But yeah, it's just being homesick in elementary school and just like seeing this big, oh, yeah. like huge for summer over budget. summer. Yeah. You get to watch Prices Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that. That was before my time. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Prices Right's kind of been around for a while. Yeah, but I think people of your age might have had more options for entertainment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to watch <laughs> TV from like hey, Bob Barker was yeah. worth watching. Yeah. You weren't you very stuck much. to like the same five channels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> strong bad in like star trek reruns yeah oh there you go yeah (laughs) (laughs) playing stampede on an atari 2600 was your only other option or something yeah yeah it's it's not bad (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um i like that you mentioned that the the opening here was just reused footage was the whole was the whole thing reused footage of the ship because because when this episode started, I was like, this must have been where they were saving their money over the past, like, three episodes. Some of it was. You know, some of the, mm-hmm. the Death Glider flyover was. Um, I can't remember. I don't think running from the explosions part was. I don't think the part that was actually filmed with the actors, the SG-1. Yeah, that had to be. I yeah. think that was all new. Actually, I th- But, I th- like I said, the Death Gliders. There's a scene where they take their guns and they yeah. shoot over their heads. That's, we've seen that before. Because that's in that's one of the in opening the intro. sequences. Yeah, it's yeah. in the credits, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't mean it's, but it's been in the credits since before season five. It's been in the credits from the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's from one of the early, like, Children of the Gods or something like that. That's what I was mm-hmm. thinking, because that struck me as soon as I saw that. I'm like, that's not new. Maybe that's just one of their go-to maneuvers, right? When you see an airplane, like an aircraft you're trying to take <laughs> down, you shoot your little five, seven millimeter, yeah. you know, <laughs> personal defense rounds at it and just hope that... <laughs> One of them. They'll take out Nakoda. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's, and, and the, the, uh, Alakesh rising up is new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a little bit there that's, that's new footage, but some of it is reused footage as well. Yeah. I like how whenever we see a Death Glider, we always get like that side view of the wing, <laughs> yeah. of the, the blaster. Yeah. I think that's from the movie. It we might be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of it is yeah yeah but, you know I, I really like this episode uh it i see where you're coming from father but i think i'm gonna gonna side with uh 
Lisa and Victor on this one. <laughs> I'm not totally opposed to this episode. It's just the whole Tilk. It was, I was playing off more of the whole Tilk act, lack of, you know, oh, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing at all. Uh, you know I, I'm I, not as positive as you guys are on this one, but it wasn't that bad. You know, yeah. <laughs> come on, give me a break. <laughs> I did look online to see if there was like Christopher Judge was at jury duty that day. You know, like, was there a reason that he wasn't in it? And I didn't. I didn't say anything. Maybe there's another. Maybe there's another episode coming up that is like really tilt focused. Mm Because sometimes they do that. Like they balance it. So they got to give people their days off, I guess. So the next one is (laughs) Summit. I'm looking through it. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, there's not. There's not a lot of. (laughs) uh, Oh, the warrior. The warrior. Yeah. To see far. Is that another Teal'c Revenge Honor yeah. kind of episode? Yeah. A Jaffa backstory kind of episode. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So did we have any uh, fun uh, alternate titles for this episode, Victor? <laughs> not, not really. Everybody went with 48 hours in their in their own language. Like, so, you know, 48 and then the number 48 and then whatever their word for hour is, or a uh, or whatever. So it would have been Teal'c better. Yeah. 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 Original uh, working title for this Tilk interrupted. You mean Ger- German wasn't Tilk gets trapped in Stargate and <laughs> no hijinks ensues. <laughs> and they even have like they even say that's why we call it a deadline in in this. So deadline would have been a good oh, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Or it is now safe to remove uh, yeah. your flash to, your flash drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't eject the Stargate properly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, did you have any other thoughts on this episode? Nope. It was fun, but didn't have a lot of meat to it at the end of the day. Nope. <laughs> Not awesome, like that uh, lemon chicken. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever oh, yeah. that mystery glop was that Johnny yeah. wound up eating. <laughs> I like that too. They they Stew. keep his like his food, like his obsession with food and just eating. Oh, that's they keep true. that in, in Atlantis yep. as well. Because yeah. like her, she goes, Are you hungry? Like it's <laughs> yeah. so gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to getting into Atlantis. Yeah. It it'll be fun. Nice. Mm. Awesome. Uh before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Rachel H, Joseph G, Michael K. Chris D and Adam B. Their generous donations at sqpm.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpm.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Summit. Speaking of a lot of gold, there's a lot of gold in that one. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and uh, sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. I have my revenge. Tanith is dead. That's nice. I'm happy for you. <laughs> All in the good days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and once again, I'm Jack Berzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest.
Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Catholics of Oz. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Oz. <laughs>